Okay, we're in the Sicha of Pashas Tzava Erev Purim. And the Sicha also continues to Matzi Purim. It seems like it's a combination of a couple of Sichas of the Rebbe. Um, we're, we're holding ice tests. We're actually starting from ice tests, from Tav Shin Nun. Yeah, 1950. I mean, 1990. The Rebbe was talking about Mechamas and the great Milo of the Yidin. Um, at the t- in other words, at the time of Purim, their Avaida was Kimu Yehudim. At a time that they were in a great low, they had a great Nitzachim. They had a great victory because of their own decision. Even though there, were, there, was, there, was, there was a spiritual low, they made their own, their own decision to have Mesiras Nefesh, and they were able to have the Yeshua, the salvation of Purim. And, 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 this, and, and this is a continuation of the idea of Mechamas HaMalek. And we could add that the advantage of having a war, obviously winning a war, against an, against an enemy, doesn't only emphasize the perfection of our Aveda, in the parentheses, he's repeating the point from before, that even in a situation when there's a lack of revelation from above, a lack of spiritual revelation, they do their Aveda with their own will and choice and will, it was the time of Galus and the time of Achashvedish, a very low time. Hushchu Pneim Shal Yisrael, so that the Yidin faces were blackened, meaning they were in a spiritual low. And, 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 and they could have, and when Haman made his, made his decree, they could have um, said, you know what, we're going to be like Gayim. We're going to be like the Gayim. We're, gonna be like, we're not going to be Jews anymore. And their lives would have been saved. Dr. Rebbe says, this is some kind of medrash. Based on that, the Yidin could have saved themselves by considering themselves Gayim. Yeah. This from the parentheses. And they didn't do that. That was Mesiras Nafesh. Not, not, not to denounce, not to renounce their Yiddishkeit. So that was their choice. And that was the first time, this is almost a thousand years since Ma'an Teira, that they, in other words, Ma'an Teira, they were forced into it. You don't, forced, what do you mean forced? So the Pashat Pashat of Kafale and Harkagigis is Hashem put a mountain over them and said, if you don't accept the Torah, you're going to be buried here. The Gemara says it's a great excuse. The Yid could say if, uh, the reason why we're if we if, if a Yid transgresses, he could say, look, it wasn't I, I didn't accept this willingly. I did this, you know, we were forced into keeping the Torah. So how can you force me to take accepting the Torah and then force me to and then punish me for something I didn't really take upon myself willingly? Chassidah says that Kafalim Karakagigis means Har means Ahavas Hashem, love for Hashem. And Hashem imposed upon them such a love, He revealed Himself. At Mantaita, we know Hashem revealed Himself so much that they automatically loved Him and they became total, so, totally absorbed into godliness, into love for Hashem, that they couldn't say no. They were enthralled. They were totally, totally, um, what's the word for it? Totally enthralled by, by godliness. It was impossible to, to I mean, they were. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. Uh, they couldn't get themselves to go, to, to go away from it. They were just. They were just attracted and pulled. So that's Kafali Marakigigis. That was my mom Taira. The time of of, of Marduch, at the time of at the time of the story of Purim, it was the opposite. They could have. They could have easily just went away from, from Taira. Look, 
if they were, if, if, if Yidin had to be killed, right? The Yidin were, were threatened. There was a Zayda on Yidin, so they could have just been a guy, and everything would have been fine. Nothing was attracting them to Yiddishkeit, other than the deep core inside of them, of their Etzim and Hashama, that wouldn't let them, that wouldn't let them go away from, from the Yiddishkeit. And that's when the Etzim and Hashama became revealed. And that's when we say, Kimu of Kibbalah Yehudah, the Yidin accept upon themselves as Yidin. Mamish, you saw that, that, that it's so part of them. There's nothing outside of, it's not because of the outside influence, even from the Ebesh there, it's from within them that they cannot become separated from Hashem. So we said, so we said before, it was, re- it was really the last time, because you have all through Nach, Yeshua, and, and uh, Shoftim, the Jews, you know, the Yidin sinned, and then there was uh, Mashiach, they were saved for 40 years, and it went on like that. This right. is really, Purim is really the last time that the Yidin were saved, and and that was it. We, you know, even during Hanukkah, we weren't really saved. It wasn't wasn't a 100% like this. This was like, right. Ramesh, we went to Eretz Yisrael, we, we were Ramesh, uh, yeah. it was the last time. Right, right. It was a big ul over here. So, and then... Throughout the entire first place, there was there was idol worship like prevalent. It was prevalent idol worship. Over here, they were they could have just they could have done idol worship, meaning leave the Eibush there, and they had Mitzvah Nevesh Nachti. So this was a big chiddush. When did it happen? Before they're all beaten together, just decided to go on Mitzvah Nevesh, separate from Hashem. This was a big, big mila, big tshuva for the Yidden for what happened when the first place of That's why from here they deserved already. To, to to build the second base of Mikdash. Elagam, but so, so not just this Avedah. But, but if you think about it, it's it's uh, Esther. You know, a from woman gets married to a Goyisha king. Like if you would look at it, if you would think about it, and you look at it, it's like the strangest. The strangest way. It, that it's happens. the strangest thing. I mean, she's being uh, raped. Obviously, she's being. Uh, you know. Well, just, and, and, and Mordechai got <coughs> her on to her, yeah. Because it was Pikuach Nefesh. To know what's so right. It's all uh, strange, and it happened on Pesach, and the whole thing is crazy. Yeah, there, a lot of things in, Yid, in Yiddishkeit were violated. They fasted on Pesach. Right, they didn't eat matzah. Right. But out of Techel Matzis, they did not fulfill the, that year. The three days that they fasted was on Pesach. Right. You know, you yeah. know that Hanukkah Abayit for the, the for the Beit Hamikdash, they made a feast on Yom Kippur. You know that? Shlomo Melech. Yeah. On Yom Kippur, made a Hanukkah Abayit for the Beit Hamikdash, and they ate and, and meat and everything. Chafla. Yeah. On Yom Kippur. Yeah. Well, that's what I Right, Rabbi. Yeah. The Rabbi said that uh, it was one time. The Rabbi said it was it was it was close to uh, Rosh Hashanah. It was right, or maybe it was after Rosh Hashanah. Huh? But the thing is, they they they, they had a feast for they had a Hanukkah surprise thing for twelve for tw- for for fourteen days, two weeks. My young people were there. So basically, what happens is, if 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 uh, already uh, but around Rosh Hashanah, even before Rosh Hashanah, Mashiach comes, there was a call in third base of Mikdash. The, the, the dedication of third base right. will push off the fast again in Kippur. So maybe so we're going to have to fast this year if it's. But it's things that don't make sense that young people you would eat. And, and the moment, that's the feast, right? he, he learned out that that, 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 that overpowers 
Yeah. yeah. Fasting at Yom Kippur. Or maybe even at Atonement. At Atonement. For, you know, at, without even fasting, you get Atonement already. Just for the Gersen Mikdash itself. <laughs> if you look at the, the Megillah, we're going to see this. We're going to see this soon. If you look at the Megillah, you read the Gemara that. I'm sorry, that's the one that I've people. Yeah. Yeah. Which Mesechta? Which I thought that we saw it with my mother, I think, in... Um, Recently? No, I'm Like, two, three years ago. I don't know what I mean. Wow. I'm If you look at the Megillah, read the Megillah, take a few steps back and pretend like you're fresh. Pretend like you're learning, you're, you're seeing this Yiddishkeit new and it's put in this new, the Megillah is new and, and it was the days of Nebuchadnezzar the third year of his kingdom and he became established and he decided to make a feast for his ministers 180 days with a throw, showing off his wealth and then he made a party for seven days for all the people other people from all the people from Shushan and also describing all his all, all, all the elaborate uh, elaborate uh, you know Drapery and couches and all that. It's splendid. It's Six splendid. months party. Then his, and he, he sends for his wife, this this this, this lady Vashti. She doesn't come. Then he has a, and then he create, makes a whole court case, a whole a whole again, yeah, a whole uh, a whole court case. I mean, nothing else to do. Like, th- where wh- this is like a history book compared to Chumash and Avim. What do you have? Chumash Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, right. Even the first the first passage, Hashem created the world. Everything is commandments from Hashem. Hashem said this. Hashem did this. Hashem brought a, brought a marble. Everything is about the Ebershter. Read the Nevi'im. Ebershter spoke to the Navi saying this in the Snati. Everything here, the, the, the story of Megillah is, is just is a history book. Finally, somewhere in Perek Beis, Ish Yehudi Haya, you know, there was a Jew. There was a Jew. His name was Mardachai, Bani Erben Kish, and then, and then, and then <coughs> it was so his his cousin Esther was was a great candidate to be queen. And then this whole the whole <coughs> savior of Achashverosh, this this like uh, animal of a human being, how he chooses a queen, the whole savior and it describes it in detail and how Esther be, ended up being being chosen. And then as it goes along, you start seeing the the involvement of Yidmore. Doesn't say once about about the Abishter, that the Abishter was involved in this whole thing. It's all about a story that happened that happened to that happened to be involved, and it turned out to be great for the Jews. They lucked out. They lucked out. Yeah, that's the idea of the Megillah of 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 it's such a, it's such a concealment. In other words, it reflects that time. It was a time. It was a time of a low. It was a dark time, and the Megillah is written that way. It's written to describe a low time where you don't see the Abishter. So, it was purposely like that, as we'll see. Anyway, so the first, so till now you see the Milo of Yidin, how they were they battled just like they battled Amalek. So too they battled Amalek in the time of of Purim, and it brought out their Milo within themselves. Their their true quality only became revealed because of the opposition of Amalek and Haman in his time. Ella, but there's another advantage. Also because of the advantage in refining the low, the, 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 the low level. In other words, the, the lowliness of this world, the lowliness of, of time. 
By going down and working, re- refining the low, the lower level, which is really an opposition to them. They, re- they, they draw down a revela- the, the highest revelation. It's very essence. The Ebershter's essence is higher than, you can't define it, high, low. The Ebershter is uninfinite. It's, the the Ebershter is in a high level, but not in a low level. Right. That's only, high means revelation, low means concealment when it's dark. The Ebershter doesn't depend on being revealed. The Ebershter right. is everywhere. Unlimited, up or down, unlimited. Wherever you go up or down, you'll never catch me. It's like that's what it says. Right. Like everywhere you want, it's unlimited, to any direction. Right. Only by, by, by activating that level of godliness, his very essence, the very essence of godliness, are you able to accomplish the refinement and the transformation of the low level. Not only to force it, to subdue it, in order to be victorious over it. I got you down, I won you. Now you're forced down. What means to vanquish, to, to, to either... Conquer or sub- subdue, win over, be victorious over, or even destroy, even to vanquish the enemy. Because, but to transform the enemy, the darkness, to light. That even in the place of darkness, you have the revelation, the highest revelation, that the Abish, there's a passage that says, that he, it's in Tillim, that he, he, he places his hiddenness in darkness. In other words, the, the highest revelation of godliness, which can't be revealed, in darkness. where do you find it? In darkness. Right. It's the highest level. You can find it right there in darkness. You go to, yeah, when you go down to the darkness, and you turn it around, you deal with it, and you, and, and you bring out the, the best of it, and, and you get and you use it in, in the, to assist Kedusha, then that's how you reveal Hashem's true essence. Because how could it be that darkness, the opposition of Kedusha, is helping Kedusha? Right, it's not just because you did it. <laughs> did you do it? You can't do it. It's, it's not possible. It's if it's an enemy, an enemy is an enemy. Is dark is considered the Amalek or not? Amalek? Choshech is Amalek? When you open, when you turn around, you take the Amalek out, no? It's like Google it. Yeah. Anything like that or no? Yeah, yeah. Now it's complicated. Because look, in the story of Purim, what happened? Haman wasn't uh, was transformed. Haman was killed. But the effects of Haman, as we'll see, this is part of what we're learning now. The effects of Haman, what he did was was transformed. For example, the the the, eights, the, the tree that, that that he that he wanted to destroy, destroyed him. The here he wanted Achashverosh to to destroy the Yidden. Instead, Achashverosh went against Haman, loved the Yidden. It's not that he really loved the Yidin, but he helped the Yidin. He took care of them. <coughs> and he gave Haman's palace to Mardachai and Esther, etc. And many Goyim became Yidin. Without Haman, they wouldn't have become Yidin. I mean, if you think about it, he's got, a, he's got an Esther wife that's hocking him all day long. <laughs> but <laughs> but the, one thing one thing's thing interesting. Uh, I, I like that you said that, because actually I was thinking... What is the reason why the Megillah goes into the story of Vashti before getting into Esther? So simply it's because it, at least it tells you why he would look for a queen, Esther. It also tells you, now we didn't have to know that, but it, it tells us that. Also, it's, it's nice how the Midrashim explained how, how, how Vashti was wicked. She came from 
she came from Nebuchadnezzar, and, and, and how she, did, she got her fate, she, what she deserved, she got her fate. That's not in the, in the, in the Pashtas of the Ksuvim, that's not in the, in the, in the Pasuk, that's in, in the Madrasha. If she only knew that Achashverosh married a Jew, oh my God. Who? Because she comes from the Bukhat. It's like a German Nazi, you know, their offspring all of a sudden marries a Jew, and the original grandchild or the, the son of Yisrael sees it. I don't know if Achashverosh came from Amalek, that's not what you were thinking. The Bukhatnezar. Bukhatnezar's granddaughter was Vashti. Exactly, so, she, so I mean, um, so she, I'm sure she. She must have loved the Jewish people, <laughs> right? She she used to force girls, the Jewish girls, to, I know. to work on Shabbos without yeah. So the point there's another there's there's more of, there's more of a simple reason to show you Achashverosh treated everybody, right, including his queen, not like those other queens. You know we we have, we have a, a um, an infamous king Achav, right, and he had a wife, um, um, Isabel. Izevel, it was because of Izevel that he did so much idol worship. Because she, like you said, she wouldn't leave him alone. She drove him crazy. Why didn't he have her beheaded? I guess he loved her. He treated her like a, she, she, she was the one running the country. Right. And he was at her fingertips. He, she swung him around. Ahasuerus was like that. Look at the story of Vashti. I don't think so. No. He could have had... But he might have changed. But, well, he did. He changed, but Gadatzis Hapcha. On his own, he could have had Esther. No, but you're you're correct yeah, because, like because, because she didn't know if he was gonna let him come in or not. Right. If, if she, if she had to be invited, and for thirty days. But it could be things changed after she told him she was Jewish. Right. Because so until then, mm-hmm. she was like everybody else. All of a sudden, a Jew. I married a Jew from anybody else in the country. And he gave her such such a covet, such honor. Like right. now, he's like, oh, whatever you say, I'll give. You. I don't think he changed his mind. Like, if you have the kingdom, he, he really, really meant it. You know, he really fulfilled it. So, what? Right, right. That was that was part of the, the strategy. So there was a hashapcha. Nachashvedish was still Nachashvedish. It says, but you see, his attitude completely changed, and he wasn't. He like suddenly Esther became so valuable to him. So. So what happened? The darkness was that when you transform the darkness, so it's not just because we have the kayak to transform the darkness. It's because the darkness in itself is comes from the Abishter. It comes from the deepest level of the Abishter. So if we re, if we reveal that, we activate that hidden level, that highest level of godliness, which is higher than Elyon Tahtin. It's his essence, and that's so what's happening is a greater revelation happens now. A level which is higher than, than, than in the category than, as of revelation. The essential hiddenness of the Ebrister. Till the very essence of light and even the luminary itself. Until the very essence of the Ebrister is revealed in this, in, in, with, with, by trans, in this darkness, transforming the darkness. Because that's where darkness came from. If you think about it, how could darkness get created? Nothing could get created without the Ebishter. The Ebishter created darkness. How is it the Ebishter created it? Then it doesn't reveal the Ebishter. It's because the Ebishter is infinite. And the Ebishter is able to... The Ebishter... There's two explanations. One explanation is the Ebishter is infinite and he's able to create something without you seeing that it's being created by him. Something which doesn't reflect 
his godliness or, or his his presence at all. Him as a source doesn't reveal him as, as a source. The deeper reason is behind that. There's a the inner deeper reason. The very fact that the, that the Abishter created it in a way that can't reveal him shows that the Abishter is not limited to his revelation. In other words, the Abishter is higher than revelation, and that's what you see. If 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 a yid comes and proves and proves that this darkness really came from Hashem, it shows you that the Abishter is higher than revelation. Why? Something came from Hashem without being without revealing godliness. But you just proved as a yid, you've just proved because you have the power to do that. You have just proven that this darkness, you've you've unleashed the source that created this darkness to reveal how it's, how it's coming from the Abishter. I tell you something. I don't understand the whole thing about creating darkness because if you do nothing, it's dark. Only if you do something, then it's not dark. No, a situation. It's normal that it's dark because there's no lights. If there's no lights, there's no sun, there's you know, nothing. Went, it's dark. He wants from any situation, like the father having to his kid right now, he's in darkness, right? I understand when that. I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying because he, he mentioned the creation, creation of darkness. Which I never understood. What's the creation of darkness? Because if you do nothing, it's dark. Okay, so let's have a little chassidus class. Before the world was created, right? Before anything of the world was created, before any any ishtashlus, any of the any of the series of events that create the world, there was thus the Ibishter. Himself. Uh, yeah. Where He was revealed, but who was he revealed to? Himself. So there was no revelation either. There was just the Ibishter. He doesn't need revelation. The whole concept of revelation doesn't exist. Then the Ibishter decided, you know what? I want to create a world. And eventually, it'll come a point when this world will be a dwelling place for me. Meaning like this. I'm going to create something else. Another being. To a point where it's not just another being. But it's a being that really, really only feels itself, doesn't know of me, and then, in that stranger, the thing that think that thinks that it's something for itself, I'm going to reveal myself again. I'm, it's, I'll be the be- that'll be the, pl- the best place for me to. I'll be revealed there, and I really, really love that plan. It's a really exciting plan. That's my taiva. I really, really enjoy that. That's what. That's the, that's that's the idea of dira b'dachtoyim. And we can't ask the question why the Ibishter like that. How? Because the answer is Afataiva Kashis. On a taiva you can't ask a question. The fact that the, that the fact that somebody wants those dry um, strawberries in the middle of the, of the plate and there's almost none left, that's proof. Why do you like it? What? it's good. It tastes good. Even if you tell me it's sweet, it's not so strong. I like the nuts. It's, it's, you like it. And even if you explain with the taste that you like, why? Because it has a certain taste. Why do you like those tastes? Because you like it. So the Ebershah wanted a dira b'tachtainim. Tachtainim didn't exist before. The Ebershah made tachtainim. In other words, made another metzius, another existence that's so low that it doesn't even feel him. And then, eventually, that becomes his dwelling place. Okay? How did he do it? By sending down parts of him. To do, to, do, to do some work over there to fix it up and those parts of him are us Jews and that's why on one hand we have a neshama which comes from his very essence on the other hand we are in a body just like a geisha body that had to be it was chosen because it was similar to the geisha bodies and so therefore it's work, the body is part of this physical low physical material world and the soul is from the Hashem's very essence and put both together 
so that with a special system, so that we could accomplish Dira B'tachtayinu. Okay. So then, in order to do this, the Ibishter had to do step one was, there's going to be a revelation of me. Now, till that, we said before, there's no such thing as the Ibishter himself, revelation. Revelation to who? To himself? He, he is him. There's no, the idea of revelation, the Ibishter should, there should be a revelation of a light that comes from him to reveal, reveal is already entertaining the idea that there's something else somewhere else to reveal, something else to receive his revelation. So that was the beginning of, of the Seder, even before Ashtashlus happened. This is already before, before Ashtashlus. That's already when you have the concept of something, of, of a creation. Meaning, not even creation yet, but something else. Just the entertainment of creation, the entertainment that there's another being, that's already where revelation comes in. So, naturally, you're right there would be darkness. But not a darkness that's a contradiction to light. It's a darkness where there's no need for light. Because there's just one being. Hashem, Hashem Yochim. Not even Hashem. <coughs> Hashem, that's it. That's Hashem alone. The next step is revelation. Revelation, is, revelation means that there's something that there's something else. Right? Once you have this concept of something else, then the revelation is good. Under that circumstance, that you have another being or another place that's not just the Ibishter himself, then revelation is good. And it's, and it's almost natural. It's not natural because it wasn't the original circumstance. But once the circumstance that there's something else, there is a, there's a revelation. The revelation is that, look, I'm creating this space, I'm creating this something else, and, and it sees me, it sees, my, it sees its source that's coming from me, and so that's natural. When we say darkness is natural, that's because... That's because the Abishar already created darkness. And so we need to do Aveda. Our job is to create light, to, to, trans, to, to, to change that. But the natural thing is darkness only because Hashem created darkness. In the beginning, it wasn't like that. In the beginning, oh, one second. So what happens is like this. But still, after. Now, before you do your Aveda, right? When you actually encounter darkness, or the situation of darkness, or you see an item which is dark, meaning, meaning totally, totally the opposite of godliness, how did that thing get created? So it, it became created, if it doesn't reveal godliness, so how did it become? Anything, anything in creation that became created is supposed to know where it get, became, how that it, became, it, it knows that it receives its life from the Eberstein. Even though it knows, it feels itself as a separate entity, as a created entity, but it knows where it's coming from. When you see an entity which is t- which doesn't recognize where it's coming from, it means it had to be created from. There's there's a source. There's something that makes it be like that, and that is the Eibushter's Yesha Amiti. The Eibushter didn't come from anywhere. The Eibushter is himself. He doesn't need to. He he doesn't get his chayes from something else. He is him. He is him. That's it. I am here. <coughs> the Rebbe says, the Rebbe explains this very well because it could be it was said this, said this before. But the Rebbe says that the, that the only way that something can exist and think that it's coming from itself, that it doesn't come from anything, is has to have a source. That source is from the Yashamit of the Eibishter. That the Eibishter is really like that. That he comes from himself. He doesn't come from anything else. He's just here because he's here. So that's, so from that is able to, he's able to create something cause that something else should be created that feels the same way. So, so when we reveal that this yesh 
Hanivra, this Yesha that's created, really comes from the Yesha Amiti. And the Yesha Amiti isn't, doesn't exist because this is a revelation from something else, or even itself. It exists because it's here, because the Abishah is here, because he's here, and that's it. There's no other explanation. So that, that's not a revelation. That's just, that's Hashem's true essence, that he's here. And so that's, that's how you revit, when, that's how the darkness, in other words, since the darkness really comes from there, so you re, when you reveal that, you're revealing something which is higher than revelation. You're revealing a level of godliness which is just essence, the essence of godliness. Right, right. It's only a creation as a nivra. But uh, the original, the source of Cheshach is the Eberster's very essence, the Eberster's essence himself. Okay, you understand? But he's trying. Cheshach, they really felt that Cheshach was real. Really, they felt that Cheshach was something, right? Is, is, that, is that one of the... That's that, 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 a mamashas. Yeah. Cheshach is actually something that is missing light. Cheshach is actually something. Yeah, it says, it says two types of Cheshach. Cheshach is not just missing light, but it's, it's a mamashas. Ultimately, it's because it's really a lack of revelation of godliness. But the effect is that, that, that in other words, the way it behaves is that it's not like it's something. It actually, it actually acts like it's something. What happens is you still, you, you still by revealing light, you're still able to dispel, change, and transform it you know, to, to positive. So let's see what we're holding. Okay. Um, so let's let's go for let's just do it because we wanted to cover a little bit more ground. It's not nothing like we uh, had in mind. This is how it continues. I got to be some. What time you want to go to? So maybe just for another two minutes. Instead of learning it inside, for now, I'll show you it outside. Uh, it says that this is hinted in the Megillah Esther. Esther. The Gemara asks, where does the name Esther come from? So the Gemara answers, it's from the Pasuk, It's in the Pasuk in Vayelech. It's referring to the Klolis, the Teichachar and Pashas Kisavai, Right? And that I will, I will conceal my face. Then, in other words, Esther hints on concealment, the concealment of godliness. Now, you would think that that's a negative thing, but here we're talking about the transformation of the of of that concealment. In the Megillah, you don't find Hashem's name once, not any of the holy names, and not even any of the nicknames like Chanun, Verachum, anything, any nice name that refers to Abishter. It's not there. It doesn't show. This doesn't show any indication that there's someone who's causing these wonderful events to take place. And that's because it's coming from the, Hashem, the Hashem's very essence. In other words, the fact that the Yidin won, and, and it looked like it, it appeared to be a natural uh, uh, course of events that caused the Yidin to win, it was the Abishter transforming the nature and utilizing the, the, the politics and the, 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 the circumstances in the Persian government in Ahasuerus' government, to in other words, the 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 the, the, the uh, in other words the events that took place, Mardochai uh, saw two guys, Bixen and Seresh, fighting as the king. So he just told you know told Esther told the king a few a few events that that transpired, 
And that just worked out that the Yidin just uh, had a great victory. And Esther was chosen as a, as a queen. That was just a natural thing. And all that was... The, it, to, why, why was it natural? Showing that even in the darkness in, in, of, 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 the, of Yimei Achashvedesh, that it gets into that, the days of Achashvedesh, where it was darkness, the, the, in, in the workings of the government, the Ebeshter utilized it to, 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 to bring a victory for the Yidin. And that's the, that's, that comes from Hashem's very essence. It wasn't a revelation of godliness that suddenly, that suddenly made all, all kinds of, caused all kinds of miracles in the Yidin. It was the, it was the nature was, the Ebeshter shaped out the nature in the benefit of the Yidin, which is a greater Kiddush. In other words, nature, the darkness was used for the Yidin's victory. And that's the and since and just to bring out the point because now now it's the it's the Sunday before Purim the Mashiach before Purim so that I hope the purpose what what one of the points that I want to bring out in this year is a connection between the story of Purim and Mashiach and that is the idea of his hapcha transforming taking the darkness and the nature and transforming it and utilizing it for kedusha um, and that's why when Mashiach comes. It says all the, the all the nevim and the ksuvim will become battle. Doesn't mean they won't exist, but it means they won't be significant. They won't be important. They won't. There won't be a chiddush. There will be so much great great light that you won't need them. But chamisha chamshetayda will exist, and Megillas Esther will exist, and Tereshvapeh the halachis, the halachis of Tereshvapeh will exist. Why Megillas Esther from all from all the nevim and the ksuvim? That's because. The, 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 in Megillah is, 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 Megillah represents the idea of transform, transforming darkness and that's the idea of, of, of Yemesa Mashiach uh, beautiful thank so you when things happen actually that's that's his alpha.